Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Well, welcome back to the show. Today, our guest is Chad Oda. Hi, Chad. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on. Chad, your company and topic we're talking about today is really interesting for a lot of people. We're talking about bots in the workplace specifically. So why don't you give us a little bit of overview about who you are and what your company does? Yeah, no, absolutely. So essentially, I'm the head of consulting at Chat Mode, and Chat Mode essentially helps organizations accelerate access to information inside the workplace. And we do that by leveraging chatbots. So artificially intelligent chatbots um, deployed on top of Microsoft Teams. Cool. I think most of us have interacted with chatbots at some point, but maybe not in the workplace. So give us an example of how companies typically will use chatbots in a work environment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think probably for the last five years, a lot of the use cases around chatbots have primarily been centered around sort of consumer-facing use cases. But now organizations are finally beginning to really see the value of that sort of same automation piece and utilized inside the workplace. So anything from knowledge management to getting automated reports to any uh, even interacting with you know ERP or CRM systems within the organization, um, organizations are getting a lot of value out of that. Um, primarily because you know as it, as I sort of stated in sort of our mission, um, you can really begin to accelerate that access to information. So if you had a traditional workflow in an organization, let's say you're logging into a CRM system to pull a report, right? You have to open your browser, you have to log into the single sign-on, you have to navigate to the you know, business application and go through all these steps just to access a single report. And you know, conversely, with chatbots, I think the great functionality is you get, get a condense that workflow and literally just write, hey, send me the sales pipeline report for the month of January, and instantly it's there. So just that alone, you know, companies are seeing a tremendous amount of value. So I want you to help us and other digital leaders out there to understand how they should think about chatbots. Because initially we call it a bot, so it sounds like a robot. So is that like a virtual assistant that's there to do your work for you and do your bidding whenever you tell them things like a a Siri or or something like that? Or is it like you also mentioned, it's just like a really condensed workflow or a really quick way to access information. So what's a helpful framework that you see other digital leaders using when they're thinking about chatbots? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll preface this by saying, you know, probably over the past five years, you know, a lot of these business stakeholders have seen a lot of hype around chatbots, around what they can do and their capabilities. And, you know, I'm just sort of here to say a lot of that hype, you know, is not realistic around, hey, you know, it can do pretty much anything, right? It's going to be the Alexa of the workplace. You know, that's just not the case. But what we are finding is that for very compartmentalized use cases, um, you can get a tremendous amount of value out of them. So there's really two ways to look at um, chatbots or really even extending this conversation to conversational AI. So number one, to identify these very value-driven use cases that create just instant value inside of organizations. Um, you know, so going back to knowledge management, you know, if I can sort of take the workload off of some of my HR personnel. You know, they're getting questions all the time about PTO, about benefits, about all of these different things. And that's really not their primary role in the organization to have to answer all these questions that people ask every single day. Um, So if we can identify really simple use cases like that um, to automatically respond to those inquiries, you can get value immediately as you deploy these things. 
So in one sense, it's a way to quickly access a repository of information. So it's like search, but better or across multiple domains, or how would you describe that? Yeah, so essentially there are two ways to sort of look at chatbots. So on the first hand, it's what can what type of value can we get today, right? And that is really identifying very simple use cases. So there's really three, right? So number one is automated reports. Number two is knowledge management. How do you access knowledge faster? And number three is integrating into your existing business application stack. And you can identify simple use cases that will drive immediate value today. And then secondly, this is actually positioning you towards the future. Um, because over the past, you know, what, five years at this point, we've seen this huge sort of evolution when it comes to leveraging AI, right? And within the next 20 years, we're really going to be able to see what that means in the workplace. And it's really going to begin to come to fruition. So for organizations, it's almost an imperative not only to begin to build those core competencies, but also to drive data around these things. Um, so for example, organizations that begin to leverage conversational AI and chatbots today are going to be able to not only leverage that data to improve their models, but it's also going to help them identify what business cases they should be focusing on in the future. Because essentially you're getting the raw data from your um, employees literally saying, I'm trying to accomplish this, or can you help me do that? Which also helps you to sort of maximize you know, where are you focused around development for building these in-house solutions? Great. So when somebody's thinking through how they're going to use a chatbot, you said, you know, some of it's automated reports, some of it's knowledge management, some of it's, I want you to go in a little bit deeper about use the word like a condensed workflow. It's almost like a really fast workflow. So how could somebody use a chatbot in a workflow process situation? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, even before we even talk about the actual use case, you know, speaking to just condensing workflows, right? Essentially how we operate as employees or as business owners today is that we're very much confined to, you know, navigating within existing graphical user interfaces, right? Whether it's a legacy, whether there are new GUIs out there, you know, everyone has to interface with those things. And most of the time they're distributed across different portals, different websites, different intranets. And that's just time consuming in and of itself, right? And the workplace of the future is really about how does the workplace sort of begin to work around me and the way that I sort of interact with the organization versus me trying to go out there to figure out how do I interact with it. So essentially, you know, we can take these like seemingly, you know, traditional workflows or I have to move through different portals, log into different areas, and we can just easily condense that. So if you were to go to Slack or go to Microsoft Teams, you know, let's say that you're trying to access a sales pipeline report, right? Traditionally, you'd go through all those steps that I had sort of previously mentioned. Instead, you can go to the chatbot and literally say, I would like to get the sales pipeline report for the month of September. Now, instead of going through those five steps or six steps you would go traditionally, you literally say one thing and then you are able to complete that action and you can get back to work. Nice. And how would it work too? Could you build one that would like let you take uh, paid time off or something like that to say, hey, I want to take these days off and you just insert that in? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's actually a really interesting question because there's actually two ways we can go about that. The first way is we can just do a traditional knowledge base, right? And we can answer that specific question with a you know, specific answer, right? However, HR within an organization would traditionally reply to that, you can provide that answer, right? So maybe the answer is something like, hey, you know, to take off PTO or to utilize PTO, you need to log in here and use this portal and see how much is allocated that you still have left, right? 
But you can even begin to extend that functionality. Um, as I had mentioned previously about integrating with your business applications, you can integrate with your existing you know, platform, whichever one you might be using, and actually uh, enable people to you know, submit for PTO directly inside the chatbot. So now you're able to begin to string and really connect and daisy chain the value inside that bot, right? So where previously I was just getting information, I can now get information and take an action, right? Um, and now I don't have to go to all these different places. And that's where I get really excited about what a chatbot can do is to be able to really be that interface. I guess like you're talking about that links me as a user. I don't have to log into a lot of different systems, but even those systems can be working in the background as it goes through. That's great. So when you're working with a company, another person who's wanting to build in these chatbots, what's usually the thing that really drove them to you to say, yeah, let's try it? I think a lot of companies are saying, like, I could see some value, but there's just not so much benefit for me to do it today. I'll do it later in the future when I have to. So what is it that's driving people to really get it happening today? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. So essentially, there's two factors to that. The first one is organizations that you know, they, that really understand what's about to come when it comes to digital transformation around the workplace um, are beginning to see there are gaps that exist um, that really can't be solved in a financially feasible way without using some sort of form of automation. Um, so for example, there was a case we were working with an organization where they were distributed globally. You know, they had offices around the world and for their sales team to, you know, be really effective, they needed to be able to communicate. Now, the problem was that not only the information they needed to access, but their time zones were all different. So sometimes people were getting the information they needed several days later, right? And that was actually making them lose out on opportunities. And then they realized, hey, well, we're already using Microsoft Teams. Can we get this information to people automatically so they're not waiting around? Right. So organizations that are already beginning to position and really begin to see the value of AI and automation are beginning to think about, can we fill these gaps with intelligent chatbots? Um, so number one, it's going to be the organizations that, you know, are sort of ahead of the curve. Right. Number two, we're seeing a huge driver around just the adoption of internal messaging solutions. So Slack, Microsoft Teams, um, to a lesser extent, um, Gchat, as well as um, Cisco Spark, um, it has really proliferated organizations and businesses probably over the last like, you know, eight, you know, five to eight years at this point. So all of these organizations and all these employees are spending so much time in these interfaces. They begin to identify can we get more value out of them? We've already invested in this solution. Is there an availability to get more value, optimize more out of them? So those are the really two core drivers um, at this point. Um, and just as a result of you know, the prevailing circumstances with COVID, we're seeing an even increased adoption to some of these different concepts and implementations just because we're all having to work from home at this point. All right, Chad, I want to get into a topic that is important for me as I think about like, what's the center of the digital workplace? You're talking about interfaces. You're talking about people spending a lot of time in chat. I think for a while, this, the central digital interface that most of us used was your email client. So it got to the point where you could pretty much spend your whole day inside email, just answering things, throwing things back and forth and still feeling like you're doing work. For a lot of us, some people are still stuck there. Some people have moved out of that. But what we move to often is these these chat interfaces where it's like, just like email just now, it's super fast to get things back and forth. And maybe it's a little bit easier to organize your thoughts and, and conversations you have. 
But a lot of the same struggles that we have with, with email are there within Slack or Microsoft Teams, where it's like you're constantly on, you're constantly having these notifications bringing back to you. So just, I'm not trying to destroy your business model, but just thinking about the good of the digital workplace. Is it good to keep people in these interfaces and say, hey, now that you're here, let's just do everything here. Uh, let's provide all these Slack integrations. Let's provide at least chatbots inside Microsoft Teams to keep you here. Or should we be thinking about a different platform that that's a little bit more... Uh, helpful for people as they try to do their work and focus in? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think organizations and how they operate, you know, will tend to gravitate towards the medium of um, productivity, right? So traditionally, it's been email, right? But I think as we've seen over the last several years, you know, there's just been this increasing glut and just like noise when it comes to email that at this point, you know, when you talk to people about it, they almost have this like sentiment about, man, my inbox is so full. Um, Apologies for not getting back to you. And it really has become this blocker. Um, But as we begin to shift to messaging, right, this has not just been like a a enterprise um, activity. You know, if we look at the consumer space, everyone is using Messenger, everyone's using WhatsApp and um, Signal and all these different chat interfaces. And I think what, it, what it's getting at is that's the way that people are looking to interact today. That's the behavior that people are finding the most frictionless experience. So I think when it comes to whether or not we should be focusing our time in, you know, building applications um, in a specific area, you know, I think it really just comes down to let's identify what's the existing behavior today. What's the one that's most frictionless that people are spending the majority of time conducting business and build around that. Um, and that's really the trend that we see around Microsoft Teams and Slack. Um, and we think that by adding these automations into Microsoft Teams or into Slack, um, it's just overall a better experience because we can begin to cut down that friction even more. Um, and all the business applications are coming to you. You're not having to go out there in the ecosystem and try to find them. Yeah, and, and I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree. Like to be able to improve that experience when you're already in that place is a good thing. I'm just looking down the road and saying, okay, if we got fed up with email, it took us 20 years to get to the point where uh, well, we don't like it anymore. Like, how long will that take with Teams and with Slack? Like, will it get to the same place where it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm like overloaded with so many so many things. I need something new to move out of. And I do see a, a future of some kind of either voice or, or chat assistant that's there to kind of help you navigate through these processes, whether or not it's inside a, a messaging platform or not, I'm not sure. But that's what I'm, I'm wrestling with right now, thinking through what's the most healthy way that we can let people work in, in a calm way that they're not having to be stressed out by all the messages they're missing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, I think speaking to that point of where the future is going, I absolutely agree. It's going to be this combination of voice and chatbots and messaging. Um, And the great thing with chatbots is the underlying technology, which is natural language processing, is actually the same technology that powers voice. So as we're sort of seeing the adoption of these technologies, we're seeing chatbots getting the most traction right now because it's the most mature technology when it comes to natural language processing, but we're beginning to see the evolution of voice, right? We're not, it's not exactly here yet because it's not quite robust enough. But the benefit is, is if you invest in chatbots today, you can leverage those same data sets, those same models as you transition to voice in the future. And, you know, w- the vision that we see is this very decoupled 
um, experience in the future. You're not going to be binded to one specific platform. Um, you know, as, as you sort of allude to, the future is really about how does the workplace sort of work around us? You know, how does it benefit the end user the most in the way that they want to interact? What's flexible for them? Um, so I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I would also say that, you know, putting, making the first steps just in conversational AI today will allow you to transition more easily in the future. Yeah. And I agree with that. That seems to be like a consistent message that we hear from other guests is that if you haven't experimented with automation, you shouldn't wait till you have to, like you should wait and like try it now. And then in the future, you're going to benefit from all the data you've been generating, all the the practice you've had with it. And you'll know how to use it better in the future. Uh, not saying like we're at the end all be all right now. And this is where you should take advantage. So I hear the same thing from you saying like, yeah, chatbots as they exist today inside these platforms may not be what we're using in five to 10 years, but they're going to set you up for the next step up. And if you're not there right now, you need to be up there. So that makes a lot of sense. Good. Uh, Chad, this has been great to learn more about the this technology, how things are going. Where can you leave us in terms of you looking forward to the future when it comes to getting business done? We talk about like the levels of a digital workplace, from so level one up to level five. Where do you see level five collaboration going when it comes to actually how we're able to interact both with other people and also with the processes, the machines, the databases, and seeing those as, as a seamless connection? Where are we headed? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think the the best way to think about this is to consider what employee experience is, right? We sort of know what customer experience is, and we're beginning to see these heightened levels of how we make people's lives easier and how these organizations are you know, creating these curated experiences around the customer. And in that same mentality, we're beginning to slow at a slower pace, unfortunately, but we're seeing, you know, increased traction in the right place around employee experience, right? It's about how do we adapt to the specific behaviors of how the end user, the employee is looking to achieve some sort of task. And then we're building technology that allows them to accomplish that in faster, more flexible, more user-friendly ways. So when we think about the future, going back to sort of what I've mentioned, it's going to be this decoupling in regards to we're not going to be forced to use these specific, specific user interfaces. It's the interfaces will be orchestrated around us, right? So if we wanna use a chatbot, we can use that. If we wanna use a chatbot in conjunction with voice or in conjunction with let's say computer vision or AR or VR, that will be an availability. So essentially the future comes down to flexibility in regards to how I want to accomplish a task, which essentially will create these dynamic experiences that are very specific and context driven um, based upon the end user. Um, so that's where I sort of see, you know, just all interaction going um, probably within the next five years at this point. And there's a real sort of emerging um, keyword around that. And we're beginning to see that dropped by the major incumbent organizations. So your Googles, your Microsoft, your Facebooks of the world. And essentially the keyword around that is ambient computing. Um, and we're going to begin to see more and more of, you know, information and releases by organizations around this concept. Effectively, what it means is you're having, you know, your data, your business applications, the way you interact with them orchestrated in a way that is going to be contextually relevant to you. And the great thing today is taking these small steps around automation, whether that's RPA or whether that's conversational AI or even AR in some circumstances, is going to enable you 
to get to that point, whether it's five years or 10 years, where the orchestration is mature enough to facilitate truly, you know, the workplace of the future. No, I, I love it. I think that's a great way to think about it and a great way to move forward to the future. Uh, Chad, if people want to know more about you, your company, your stuff, where should they go? If you guys are interested in learning more about us, um, don't ever hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can always find me there. Um, otherwise, check out chatmode.io. Awesome. Well, Chad, thanks so much for being on the show. We appreciate you sharing what you know with us and we look forward to interacting with you again soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here, Neil. Talk soon. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you find Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice-a-month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level 5 digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.